These may be challenging times, but have hope and listen to the untold health stories about incredible people who have committed their lives to better their communities. Diverse health activists, direct medical providers, community organizers that are helping our communities to get healthier and stronger. Stories of local heroes during the pandemic and even before that proves over and over again that people can come together during times of need and make the world a better place. Stories you would never hear of, except at Healthcare Untold, hosted by Barbara Ann Garcia. Today's guest on Healthcare Untold is Lalo Acaraz, who is the most influential Latino political cartoonist in our country. He is best known for being the author of the comic La Cucaracha, the first nationally syndicated politically-themed Latino daily comic strip. Lalo has recently joined forces with the COVID Latino Project as the lead artist to use his artistic powers to help educate the Latino community about COVID-19 and the importance and power of vaccinations. The COVIDLatino.org project provides critical, timely information on COVID-19 vaccines and testing for Latino communities across the U.S. with a focus on the U.S. Southwest. This project brings together a collective of academic institutions, community-based organizations, researchers, advocates, and artists. Welcome, Lalo. It's such a great honor to have you as a guest on Healthcare Untold. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me on. Yes, and you know, uh, as the lead artist involved in the COVID Latino Project, uh, can you share with our listening audience uh, why you got involved and why the COVID Latino Project is so important to you? Well, I always I have to tell the original story, which is I met Dr. Gilberto Lopez, who's head of uh, COVID Latino. I uh, met him at a conference in Harvard, uh, at Harvard University. Uh, more than a few years ago, and uh, maybe one of the day, one of the evenings, um, might have had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> you know, I think I must have been forced by someone to drink a lot of wine. That's right. And and uh, so the next morning, I, I was on the hunt for some medicinal menudo after the the conference was done in the morning, and then I had to catch a flight. And I asked Dr. Lopez, I go, wait a minute, you go here. Uh, where's, you know, where's the, where's the Mexican food in the Cambridge area? And he said, I know where there's some menudo at. And so we bonded over a bowl of menudo that was uh, near the airport. They even dropped me off at the airport. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got along. And then, boom, the pandemic comes a few years later. He is like one of the first people to call me to, you know, say he's the first person to call me saying, do I want to do something about this pandemic? And I, he was putting together COVID Latino. And I said, yes, yes, of course, um, because um, I was already drawing cartoons about the pandemic, obviously, because it's a, it was a current event. And that's what editorial cartoonists do. Uh, and uh, and I was also getting upset at the conspiracy theories, the misinformation and and especially how the Latino community was uh, suffering under this pandemic uh, in more ways than one. So um, I, I accepted and uh, we came up with, a, you know, he it was his idea. Let's put together art and the science 
uh, and public health and 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 message and do something about this. At least, uh, you know, so at least we could do, you know. That's right. And, you know, I saw some of your work and it's just incredible, you know, um, and I think that it is another way. And, and it's been your way, Lalo, to really educate and communicate to our communities. And, you know, as the um, what I say is the Latino community has been the essential essential workers during this pandemic. And even though everybody's tired of it, our people never can tire of it because they had worked yeah. th throughout the pandemic. What are your thoughts about, you know, how you see the Latino community really contributing towards uh, this pandemic and making life better for everyone? Sure. Uh, we all see the memes online of uh, uh, th this counts pandemic or not the farm workers, you know, the farm workers have to go to work and uh, they have to work in bad conditions, the roughest conditions, uh, and get the, the lowest pay, and, but they do it every day. And you know, that's, uh, that's the work ethic of you know, the immigrant generation. You know, my parents would work no matter what. I mean, you could uh, cut half their limbs off and they'd go to work. You know, it's just like, and uh, so um, of course we, you know, I mean, that's been a long part of the Chicano movement, of, of the Chicano artistic movement, is to highlight the people in our community that do the work, the people, you know, that are our are, are parents, you know, that, uh, that uh, you know, the struggle is not just a political struggle, it's the struggle struggle. That's right. That's <laughs> you know, right. and it's not the, it's not the, you know, the modern, you know, I got to, I'm going to sell you some t-shirts and struggle because I'm a hip hop artist and I'm trying to, that's not the real struggle. I'm sorry. Yeah. Getting famous. That's not the real struggle. The real struggle is going to work every day uh, at, at tough jobs. And, you know, that's why they call them essential. And just like the medical workers uh, and like the frontline medical workers, the, the, um, you know, the first responders, all that. So, um, I, that, that was the, you know, greatest inspiration, uh, I took and, uh, one, one, one evening early on in the pandemic, maybe a couple months in, I noticed, uh, um, that, you know, at my local, uh, convenience store, you know, I was, I, I wrote, you know, we're all hiding in our houses, right. <laughs> you know, right. uh, we're all locked lockdown because we're just figuring this thing out. And I, ro I rolled over to the convenience store because I wanted to get out and I wanted to go get, I don't know what, uh, treats or something with my kids. And uh, the, I noticed that it was at around five o'clock and that's when, uh, or maybe, maybe six o'clock and all the, all the trucks started pulling in from all the workers. And I noticed all the uniform people and it was all the Rasa coming back from work. You know, the working class people, stopping at the convenience store, getting their soda, their beer, uh, their coffee. And uh, I, I kind of realized like, wow, everyone on this side of town is still working. That's right. You know, That's you right. know, the, the working people are working. And this is before mandates, before figuring out mass. I mean, it was just like these people did not stop working. And, you know, yeah. there's something about that, Lalo, in our soul, right? Uh, to take care of our families, we will take several jobs. Um, you got to do what you got to do, that's right? right. Yeah. That's right. And it has put our uh, communities at risk and, you know, at the highest levels, right? We've had the highest death rates and as well as the highest uh, infection rates. And, you know, I just wanted to ask you, you know, we are the majority in California. 
Latinos, Chicanos, Mexicanos, we're the majority. What, well, how do you visualize, you know, for, you know, I, I really feel like this pandemic has brought out what we just talked about, the essential worker. And, you know, I said, you know, if the Latinos hadn't gone to work and the Mexicanos hadn't gone to the uh, fields, we'd be paying, you know, $15 for a, a box of strawberries. And I just think there's something to say about the future for the Latino community being the majority in California and getting through this virus. Do you see any of that in that vision of yours? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I see that, um, you know, politically, uh, certain parties try to, you know, say, well, Latinos are coming to the, the right wing side of, of things. But, you know, the the it, the immigrant generation, the and this has to do also with with the vaccination ideology. Right. You know, uh, they tried the the this generation of Latinos, several of them. You know, they are uh, not only hardworking; they are not only hardworking, but they also believe in you know government infrastructure serving them you know like they pay their taxes that's right they're they they want the schools to be good you know they they want the roads to be good they want the you know health care would be nice you know and and they they're big believers in government and this is why you know i i'm i'm i get cynical about the attempts to try to steer latinos away from you know uh long established parties, uh, the Democratic Party. I don't really want to get political that way on this, but it's just a reality. Like we we like things to work for us, you know, and but we don't like to go make a big stink about it either. You know, like like I think it's um, in for the vision. I think everybody, everybody wants to, they, they want to get along. And um, this pandemic kind of shook things up, you know, to the point where it really exposed the system to its worst, you know, the, the rawness. And a big example was when we're trying to cope the, you know, trying to come up with ways to get the community vaccinated, which almost leads into COVID Latino, <laughs> but you know, the, the authorities, the, the government, uh, you know, giving, uh, bringing the, the, the first uh, free vaccines to the first groups that could get vaccinated and they were bringing them in, in, in our case, in this example, uh, to the projects in East LA. And who rolled up in their Beamers and their Range Rovers and Mercedes from the west side of LA, but a bunch of white people from the, the, that did not go to that project. They, they, they never had been to that project up. before. <laughs> they they'd never been to East LA before. and. And that just showed it was it's frustrating because a that's unfair, but b you know I mean I use that as an example to convince my my uh, vaccine hesitant friends like look you know the white people are all vaccinated you know not all of them but a lot of them and they're 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 like running over to the projects to get the vaccines if you don't want them they're gonna take them you know it's it's kind of like you know it's it's it, it was an example of how like this thing is not a conspiracy to, 
you know, uh, genocide the planet. You know, that's like. <laughs> well, I just think also. <laughs> that's that is. Yeah. I do think that a lot of our communities did get vaccinated. You know, you're just talking about your familia and that, you know, the older generations, they all got vaccinated and boosted. And now they, they may. And, you know, we all have family members who have been hesitant. And like you, I've had to work with my nephews and some of my cousins and to really try to get them convinced how important it is and particularly for their kids i mean you know you want covid to come home to to you um it's important to vaccinate your kids and so i do think that we have a large contingency of our communities um and you know this whole issue of covid uh uh, Latino project, you know, it really has, and talking to some of the students who are working on this project, you know, they went into the social media piece and they saw how Facebook was really giving misinformation in Spanish to Latino communities. And so, you know, your work with COVID uh, Latino project is just so important because we need, and just like this podcast, we're called Healthcare Untold because we want to give the untold stories of healthcare. And this is one of those, Lalo. And I just want to make sure that, you know, people get to hear from you you in terms of the artist, the lead artist um, for this project and how important that was. And, and before I talk about the art part, which I think is important as far as, you know, people are, in, are into the art <laughs> and to my philosophy about creating art with a message, um, I want to say that the, the inspiration, you know, Dr. Lopez is from the Central Valley. His inspiration was the campesinos from the Central Valley that are underserved beyond our regular community. You know, they are like times 10 underserved. Negative 10, I don't know if that's how you phrase it. (laughs) I'm not good at math. But, um, you know, to, you know, that they're the people with the greatest need, you know, and and which would really, I mean, there's no way, other way to say it. I really piss me off when people from my generation from the, you know, 90s Chicano studies generation were, were turn around. Like I lost friends over this yeah. thing. You know, the, they would turn around and say, well, it's, you know, it's a government conspiracy. You trust the government now, you know, and it's a government conspiracy to, and, and, and or, or the best one was, you know, they call me a sellout for wanting the community to get vaccinated. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Where did we lose our way when we're in college we're carrying on the tradition of the, the 70s, you know, classic Chicano movement to support the farm workers. And here, here I am, like, really, this was the inspiration for COVID Latino and uh, for this big increase in my artwork to address this problem. And now I'm a sellout <laughs> somehow for trying to help campesinos and, and and i'm like wow the world is is really upside down it's and it's really, upside, really down upside down because of the social media piece of misinformation that's going around and that's why we have to double up and triple up and also do some math that you know we really have to do that extra step and in, in communicating with people in their language and in also um in ways that um you know can really hit home in terms of cultural uh, values and uh, wow, what a segue! That's so good. Uh, yes, I, I, if I, if I, I'm not trying to take over the interview, but I just well, it's your interview, sir. <laughs> before I forget, uh, you know the the artistic part, you know, and that you know not just myself, but the the other artists that mainly you know the Arizona artists that participated in this. You know, we all created artwork 
that you know had the the kind of the the icons that you you see you know like the loteria cards and the you know chente uh, before he passed away chente on a horse uh you know the virgen de guadalupe fighting the you know the the coronavirus with her aura i guess i was i'm remembering the pieces of it but you know something like my mom would say like algo llamativo you know something appealing to our people are that that wouldn't be like so i've seen some work out there that's like clip art you know it's like not you know not target our community just try to target everyone and it looks like powerpoint stuff you know you have to get in there and put some put some hot sauce on it that's right that's <laughs> and, right and some sabor right and uh and, and so stuff that would appeal to people but that stuff is all great and i have no problem you know calling on all that great visual history that we have and visual vocabulary that 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 we have uh as especially Me- mexicans and mexican americans but um I think the to me the most powerful cartoons that I ended up doing on my uh 15 cartoons I did for COVID Latino, just the static ones, were the ones that um that that um showed a family, you know, that that were uh focusing on the core of what you know a lot of our culture is, and that is the the big family structure, you know, and so trying to put it to put people in those situations, the characters, so that people would see themselves reflected in it. And maybe that would jar them like more than a picture of the Virgen or Chente or whatever, you know, uh, but like showing that that Theo, you know, Theo Rigo, the stubborn uncle who's kind of like, you know, a little conservative and never wrong in his opinion and is usually the guy that didn't want to get vaccinated, you know, and uh, showing those situations uh, in, in that work, I, I think was the more powerful work. I don't know if they were more effective or less, you know, like uh, the work got out there. It did get seen. Um, and, uh, you know, I hope that that it struck a, curve, uh, a nerve somewhere. Yeah. And I think, you know, having a free uh, source platform really makes a big difference. Right. Um, And the work that uh, Dr. Lopez has done and the people that he's brought together. um, I was so impressed when I interviewed him. Um, And yes, he uh, comes from the roots of campesinos. Like I told him, I said, we're only about one uh, one generation away from the fields, right? In all of our families. And, you know, um, just to let you know, we just did a couple of podcasts um, on the Watsonville uh, caravan. And it's uh, an appreciation caravan that goes to the fields in Watsonville um, and basically uh, communicates uh, messages to the farm workers, provides them supplies, gift cards. But the most important part is that they're really giving them thanks. Um, and so, you know, having that Hedreto was also, um, you know, really driven by his own roots in his community and created this project. Um, and it really does have a lot of soul in the, in terms of really providing as much information to our communities. And I know that many community organizations are now, you know, downloading all of that work. And so it's so important for us right now during this period of time. Yeah, it, you know, uh, Dr. Lopez has always been about, we got to get it out there. Um, you know, it, we hand it off to the, you know, the PR agencies that do the internet stuff, the getting it on TV, whatever. I recently teamed up with the state of California Department of Public Health. And um, 
I had breakfast the other day at my uh, diner uh, down the street, and the they're owned by Mexicanos, and the 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 owners the owner said, "Hey, I saw your cartoons on uh, on TV." I said, "Really?" Uh, I go English or Spanish? She said in Spanish, and I said, "Oh, that's." So great. And she goes, yeah, I told my husband, like, hey, I think that's Lalo's uh, cartoon, you know. And I said, con un señor gordo, bailando, you know. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, the stuff did did get out, you know. And uh, and I know that our stuff with COVID Latino got out. Uh, our animation uh, that we did, uh, Super Vaccine Vato, you know, made the rounds or whatever. It did that did not go on TV because it was that was rated R. But uh, you know, <laughs> rated R for raza, right? <laughs> it was a bit over the top. But um, but that's you the know, way you have to communicate, right? That's what, that that was targeting you know, a particular community. And you know, I didn't think I didn't, I didn't take out the cuss words. Let's just say that. There you and, go. There uh, you go. So, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. It, it, that work deserves to be everywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as the virus lessens, and we're going to see um, in the next coming weeks, people say, oh, you know, this is over, and, and it lessens. And, you know, and what we've learned from our healthcare, and I have a large, you know, long-term uh, background in healthcare, is that, yeah, it may be over for some. You may be able to, you know, be able to go out, go to the movies, but it continues to be, and it will be something that will be with us for a long time, and particularly yeah. for the Latino community. And so when we ask about what the future is of COVID Latino project, I just think it's going to have a place to be in our healthcare uh, arena for years to come, because um, there are still people who still need to be vaccinated educated and it will continue to be with us uh, because of the fact that the vaccination rate hasn't gotten to the point and the fact that latinos mexicanos chicanos are out there doing all that work and being exposed to the general public yeah i mean i've learned so much about uh you know all the factors that lead to that i mean i i you know from uh from um anecdotal evidence you know no me knowing like you know young latino men that are around 30 something you know there's a certain attitude of well i'm healthy and i'm strong and i have an immune system and i don't need to do all that you know there's also another attitude and and so that attitude it's not going away uh another attitude from we lost a friend that was um 52 years old, a little younger than me, and I just didn't get around to getting vaccinated. You know, a Mexicano with lots of stuff going on for him, you know, go, going for him, family, uh, business, didn't get around to getting vaccinated, died, you know, at, at 52. And these attitudes are hard to fight against. They're out there. So, you know, these attitudes affect other things. I mean, they're affecting the economy, you know, and uh, they're affecting family life. And and maybe there's a bigger project of attitude adjustment we need to do. But <laughs> but definitely for the time being, yeah, we're, we're not out of this yet. You know, we're still we're still we're making new animations. Uh, uh, we're doing new cartoons. We have plans to do, you know, uh, live action uh, shorts and things hopefully uh, we'll get the funding for it uh and uh you know i think it's money well spent to get the messages out you know just bonk people with the message over and over again that's 
how you get through thick skulls, you know? Well, and that's how they got their message in the first place, right? That there are chips in the vaccine and that this is a oh, conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. So we do have to do triple, triple, triple time on yeah. uh, educating people. And, you know, you, Lalo, and your contribution to COVID project, uh, the COVID Latino project, I think is, you know, I just really want to thank you on behalf of Healthcare and Toad. Um, you know, you, your your work will stay for many, many years to come and people will still learn from it. And so I really want to thank you on behalf of Healthcare Untold for your time today and give you any um, last thoughts, if you'd like to give any last thoughts to our community mm. who are listening. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, want everyone to be healthy and, uh, and keep, you know, if you have, you know, I, keep at that relative that doesn't want to get vaccinated, just keep at them. That's how I convinced my mechanic to get vaccinated, his wife, himself, his sisters, after being completely, completely uh, hesitant, I just, uh, people asked me, how'd you do it? And I said, I talked to him for about three and a half hours on my front lawn, which is, you know, I just kept at him with the facts and I didn't demean him. I just said, look, and look, and, you know, their logic breaks down really quickly, but you just have to keep doing it you know so i think that's just like anything in life you know don't give up just keep at it that's right and you know coming from a trusted person is one of the best messages people can get so lalo on behalf of uh healthcare until thank you so much for your time today <laughs> i've uh, hardly ever been called a trusted person so thank you <laughs> i'll take that well you're our trusted person in our community <laughs> thank you healthcare untold, healthcare untold. Healthcare untold.